I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Hey everybody, welcome to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. This show is sponsored by Vortex Optics. So remember, you can tune in every week. Go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire to join the conversation. If you want to type your question into the box, we will get to it. And remember to like us on all the usual social media platforms. Our handle is always at Cape Gunworks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Daily Motion, Telegram, Rumble, Getter, shut us down. So don't go there. Um, but anyway, wherever you get your social media, we should be there and it'll be at Cape Gunworks and we'd love to have you. So, um, yeah, lots going on in the in the world these days. It's been fast and furious, no pun intended, but um, it's, you know, a hard job, almost a full time job, just keeping up with the news every day and, uh, you know, run a business or two and keep up with the news and try to stay relevant but stuff happens so fast I'm usually getting my news from a lot of you folks you know that are listeners that tweet in or text in or or Instagram or message us or whatever so my hat's off to the people who can keep their finger fully on the pulse of what's going on in this world in real time because <laughs> that's the the uh, the world we live in these days um it's pretty funny when you're like scrolling Instagram and you see something that was like news that broke the day before. You're like, where you been, man? Like, I, I already know about this. This is old news. But anyway, uh, this show is all about the Second Amendment. It is 2A oriented talk about guns, the Second Amendment, self-defense, and anything else that comes along those lines. Sometimes freedom, sometimes, uh, you know, law or proposed law changes or, you know, Supreme Court rulings, uh, Supreme Court hearing, you know, trials that are going forward and whatnot. Um, like the the SCOTUS just heard last week, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin case, and we'll see how that all plays out. I'm sure that's going to be good. Uh, I hope that's going to be good. We live in hope on that one. And uh, we also have like the Kyle Rittenhouse trial going on. Um, and I know as I'm recording the show right now, he's actually on the stand. So I'm competing with that. I'm sure it's uh, tough to compete with that. It's fascinating television that, you know, is playing out right before your eyes. And for me, I think this trial was over days ago when the prosecution's witness said that, yeah, he didn't shoot me until I pointed a gun at him. <laughs> and, you know, I heard some, I've heard tidbits here and there of how the prosecution is like, you were there to kill people. And he's like, well, 
no, like I was just shooting in self-defense. And I think the fact that that guy, Grothaus or whatever his name is, um, alone, the fact that he didn't kill him proves that he wasn't there to kill people, that he was shooting in self-defense. And my favorite part of the trial is when the prosecutor literally face palms after his star witness says, nah, actually, uh, he didn't point a gun at me and shoot until I pointed my gun at his head, you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the picture of him, like, in face palm mode is, uh, you know, whatever. So the defense has called for a mistrial. I think the um, the judge has an interesting position right now. There's this would he can make a ruling that says like no reasonable juror and I think it's in old enough English that it's like no jury men <laughs> uh, it, so no reasonable person would disagree with the case or whatever they, they wouldn't disagree they would come together and this was a Supreme Court ruling that kind of gave the judge the power to do this, or it was upheld by a Supreme Court ruling in a 5-4 ruling that <laughs> the irony of that is is unbelievable that uh, if you think about it. So the judge can say no jury could disagree that such and such has happened or whatever the case is, or maybe a, it's a prosecutorial overstep of, of their bounds. And so because the judge feels that no jury would disagree, he can dismiss the trial. He can throw it out. And if that's the case, you think about it, that the Supreme, the Supreme Court upheld that in a 5-4 decision. So... <laughs> Either And I think the wording is no unreasonable person would disagree. So what about the four people that dissented in that 5-4 decision by the Supreme Court? Were they unreasonable? I don't know. The, uh, the irony is amazing. But there you have that. So um, I think that if this trial makes it all the way through to the jury, I'll be surprised. But... Really, the judge would have to do something that is extremely rare in this case, which would be to basically throw it out because no unreasonable juror will find to uh, convict him. And the one thing I think this really brings to the forefront of my mind is how important it is to have some sort of protection, legal protection, if you're going to carry a gun in the world. Because it's so obviously, um, it's so obvious that you, if you found yourself needing to defend yourself or others with a firearm, how the prosecution, even in a clear-cut, open-shut, self-defense situation may still bring charges against you. And that that would be devastating for most people. That would be financially ruinous for 
the vast majority of people. So a lot of us can afford a five to $600 firearm, a couple boxes of ammo, some training at the range, a class or two to make sure you're proficient with the firearm. And that's all well and good. If you can afford all that, you can afford some sort of membership in a nationally recognized organization. Um, we are big proponents of U.S. Law Shield, and we advocate for them. They're a sponsor of this show, and that's like $10.95 a month. And if you buy up front for the year, you get an extra two months free. So it's, in my opinion, the biggest no-brainer because of the ruinous financial place that this could put you in if you did have to shoot in defense of yourself or others. So we'll get to some of your questions after this. Uh, make sure you join us for the gun makers match. It's a shooting contest for gun makers. If you've put together your own gun, like a Polymer 80 kit or something like that, you want to join us on the 21st of November for the gun makers match. Or if you haven't put one together yet, come on the 20th for the education day. Go to capegunworks.com and click on the gun makers banner to register. All right, we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low light shooting, and because the reticle is glass etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mile per hour winds. The ARBDC3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks. Excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. This is your weekly show about all things Second Amendment, guns, self-defense, and whatever else we want to talk about. But we'll also get to your questions, so make sure you go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire to be alerted. 
And I don't know if you've been there yet recently, even if you've been to CapeGunWorks.com and clicked on Rapid Fire in the past few weeks, if you go there now, you can watch the show live right there. So you don't have to be on the usual suspects social media sites. You can watch live right on our website. So that's a new, uh, that's a new, um, you know, feature on the website. So um, we'll get to some of your questions here in this second segment. And uh, Jeff was on the edge of his seat waiting for the show to start today. So I apologize for keeping you waiting, Jeff. But we are here now and ready and willing and able to answer all of your questions. John wants to know if we're getting any CZ scorpions in the future. And the answer to that is, depends how far in the future you mean. Because the future is present right now. So we have CZ scorpion carbines in stock. Aha! Woohoo! We got them in stock as we speak. So come get yours today. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. Just come straight here and buy it. <laughs> um, so Davey's also commenting about how Kyle Rittenhouse is on the stand right now. I think they've taken a recess while I'm recording the show. It's kind of hard to have split vision and pay attention to all that. But um, John wants to clarify whether it's a pistol or the carbine, but it's only the carbine. The pistol version would not be mass compliant. Boo-hoo. Welcome to Maskanistan with our silly uh, gun laws and such. Hopefully, we'll see um, some of the lawsuits. We'll see some of the lawsuits that are pending in Massachusetts have their day in court and get our rights restored. And that's the beauty of the uh, New York State Pistol and Rifle Association's lawsuit is that this isn't like further expanding our already given rights. It is just clarifying and restoring the right as it was originally intended. And I love reading, like I was on MSNBC's website yesterday and reading some of the commentary about that Um that Supreme Court uh, hearing, and they're in straight-up modified linear panic mode about that that uh, Supreme Court case because they know that it's going to restore the right to keep and bear arms outside of the home for defensive purposes. And you look at what the uh, the governor of New York, whatever her name is. Is it Grothaus or something like that? Um, she she said, the thought of people carrying a gun on our subways and in our public places and in our sub and restaurants. Uh, Kathy Hochul, excuse me. Um, you know, the thought of people carrying a gun in New York is not a place I want to live. So she doesn't want to live in New York if people are allowed to carry a gun to defend themselves or their families. Uh, but meanwhile, she's, I'm sure, going to go out surrounded by her detail or, you know, she's probably got police protection. She might even have some locked office doors at the place she works that prohibit people from just strolling right in and, you know, saying, hey, what's up? So, you know, it's laws for me, but not for thee. Rules for me, but not for thee. That's the way they like it. They like their elitist they like their uh, privileged place of 
authority where they can look down their nose at you, you peon, you peasant who wants to defend yourself with a firearm. Go back to your, you know, countryside uh, village and, you know, till the ground so that I might eat thy, the fruit of thine labors. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's obviously frustrating and um the you know in my opinion racist to to say that you can't defend yourself because oftentimes the people that need to defend themselves with firearms the most are in high crime areas and like Keith Langer said last week on the show that gun control was originally intended to keep uh you know, blacks and Hispanics from obtaining firearms, from being able to keep keep guns. So I, I got a question. If the woke mob wants to desecrate statues of, you know, Lincoln and they want to desecrate statue, statues of Andrew Jackson and George Washington because they were slave owners and they want to desecrate uh, memorials and the history of our country now, Believe me, I am sympathetic to the fact that there are some serious blights in the history of our country. But the point of not removing those landmarks is that we would never forget. Like you go to Poland and, you know, and a lot of the uh, uh, concentration camps that the Nazi Germans set up there are still there. You can tour them. They will not tear them down because they don't want people to forget and there's already a revisionist history, a movement of revisionist history to try to get those landmarks removed and deny the Holocaust. And it's like, what? You know, this is crazy. Twelve million people were were killed by a tyrannical regime that disarmed its population and then tried to whitewash their country and the world because of a psychotic dictator. And now you know, here we are repeating history again and removing all these landmarks, removing history and deleting that from from our history books and from our town squares and whatnot. And, you know, my question is, uh, if gun control was originally put into place to prevent minorities from owning guns, ooh, we have a problem. Because that means it was racist. And that seems to be the, the trigger word of the day and the time that we live in, that everything that you don't agree with is now racist. In fact, they're saying the election down in Virginia was racist, which put a minority woman in the lieutenant governor's office for the first time in the history of the state of Virginia. I think it's uh, the first time a, a woman of color has um, held any high office in the state. And I'm like, how is this racist again? Like, and not to mention that they put a, an attorney general in, the, in office. So the attorney general is from Cuba or a Cuban descent. And so, uh, so there's a Hispanic that was elected and a... African-American woman who was from Jamaica who fought in the Marine Corps because she loved our country so much before she was even a citizen. 
And I I just love the picture of her posing with her AR-15. And, you know, so what are you going to do with that picture? If you want to ban guns and you want to call the election racist, what do you do with that picture? Because obviously, uh, I don't think she's colorblind and doesn't realize she's black. And, you know, um, I don't think the people who voted her in have a problem with the fact that she's black. So how is that a racist election? It doesn't make any sense. That's all they have as an argument these days is racist. Everything's racist. And so here's something that actually is racist. It's called gun control. And what are we going to do about that under the current woke mob? You know, want to whitewash everything out of the history books and tear down the statues and take down the monuments of anyone who held a slave at the founding of our country. And so because gun control was racist, let's throw it out. Let's restore the people's rights to keep and bear arms inside the home, outside the home, and do away with gun control. It's the way I see it. And uh, but they don't they don't like their cake. They, they don't want you to have your cake and eat it, too. They just want to have uh, every side of the narrative and be able to call you a racist and that guns are bad and kill people. And so, yeah, it's crazy. But anyway. Um, all right. Let's see. Getting back to some more of your questions. Matt wants to know if we've reinstated the available to sell list on our website. And the answer to that is no because um, more and more guns are being added to the website. So um, you can go to capegunworks.com forward slash firearms and you can see what we have in stock. Not all of the used guns are up there yet, but they are every day guns are being added. So um, we will be right back. Stay tuned. And we have a very special pepper spray class happening on December 4th. It's only $75. If you're interested in less than lethal, I'm less lethal uh, training that doesn't involve a firearm, you're going to want to come to that class. And uh, it's going to be awesome. You're going to have simulated pepper spray and you'll be able to try it out during the class in a very safe way. It's a great opportunity to learn about alternate uh, self-defense options. So sign up on our website, capegunworks.com, and we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com 
slash VoteTechSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. This is attorney Keith G. Langer, not just a gun rights lawyer, but a fellow gun owner at home on the range as well as in court. I can help you obtain or regain your firearms license, recover or transfer your firearms, and defend you against firearms or other criminal charges. I can also help protect your property with will sets, including trusts, healthcare proxies, and powers of attorney zoning or other permitting issues, as well as collections and civil litigation. To schedule a consultation, call 508-384-8692, that's 508-384-8692, or visit my website, kglangerlaw.com. Talk to you soon. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire, and this time, as always, we're joined by Keith Langer. He's an attorney here in Massachusetts that specializes in firearms law and as well as many other things. So thanks for joining us. I know you're a busy man, Keith. So thanks so much. How you doing? Not too badly. Everything's on the Cape. Oh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood and uh, we're we're just happy to uh, to live in such a beautiful place. And uh, yeah, it's things are out there, you know, coming in as fast as you can imagine, you know, uh, with the SCOTUS thing and the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and the um, Remington leaving New York. And so we're having trouble keeping up here. There's a lot of balls in the air. But um, today um, it's, you know, the uh, kind of the pinnacle of this Rittenhouse trial. And the last couple of days have been very interesting TV for sure. And uh, I didn't know if you got a chance to catch any of it. But the one thing that really was telling yesterday, and I, I spoke about this a little bit at the start of the show, but um, was when the prosecutor was interviewing one of their star witnesses, and uh, the the guy admitted, or I'm sorry, it wasn't the prosecutor's, the defense attorney interviewing the prosecutor's star witness, and he basically admitted, yeah, he didn't shoot me until I pointed my gun at his head, and he could see the prosecutor literally face palming in the background. And I found that to be one of those pivotal moments in the trial where how is it a murder trial if the guy you shot or an attempted murder trial, if the guy you just shot was pointing a gun at your head? <laughs> and, you know, that I mean, that to me sounds like self-defense in the clearest of understandings of it. But I figured we'd ask the ex expert. It didn't go much better for the prosecution today when they were admonished by the judge for trying to introduce irrelevant evidence mm. uh, and then trying to uh, sneak it in later during cross-examination. So it's uh, it's not the most stellar 
prosecution we've seen, that's for sure. Well, one thing it's that's for sure is it it goes to show that like you're not going to have a friend at the at the attorney general's office, correct? Or whatever district attorney's office. It sounds to me like they want to hang a trophy on the wall and this is even with as thin of the evidence or i should say the overwhelming amount of evidence that this is a self-defense situation now you could get into the nuance of what was he doing there in the first place why was he there with a gun blah 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 but that isn't really the question at hand they're trying him for murder and attempted murder and so you know when you have video evidence of people saying get him kill him you know and another kid swinging a skateboard at his head and uh, you know them trying to trying to you know they're grabbing his gun and everything else uh i think it's pretty obvious that you know government isn't there to to help you out they're not there to just be your buddy they're there to hang your head on the wall and put another notch in their belt do you agree well in what alternate reality is it ever the point of the prosecution to aid the defendant that's not their role Prosecution is supposed to uphold the law by bringing charges against apparent criminals and then proving the case in court. This is more of a show trial mm. in which it seems they're, they're trying to throw a bone to the, uh, the rioters, in effect, because three of them were shot and two of them were killed. Mm. Now, the, the intelligence of a 17-year-old kid crossing state lines and bringing an AR-15 to a riot can be discussed ad nauseum. But as you pointed out, that's not what he's charged for. He's facing two counts of murder and one count of attempted murder. And yet, his uh, only testifying victim, and the court never uses that word because they haven't been proven as such, uh, admits, as you just said, that he had the his hands up, and Kyle did not shoot at him, but when he lowered his hand and brought his gun out, he got shot. Right. And then he, then he went on to say about it, it was, his, his arm was vaporized by a high-powered weapon. Yeah, sure it was, Ace. <laughs> well, I've seen the video. It's definitely, uh, you know, like one of those old moments when you see what it did do to his arm, but on the other hand, the, I think the I listened to the line of questioning for a while there where they were basically trying to entrap him or say, you were there to kill people, right? That's what you were there for. You were there to kill people. That's what your purpose for going there was. And I think that one guy's testimony is, you know, just debunks that whole argument when the guy pointed a gun at him. He shot once. The threat was kind of neutralized. The guy backed off. He stopped shooting. He didn't sit there and fill the guy full of bullet you know you didn't make a human sprinkler out of him which you know he probably was justified to do once the guy pointed the gun at him but on the other hand if he was there to kill people i think he would have done a better job at that like there was a lot of targets out there to kill if that's what his primary focus was like i i i'm wondering how inept the prosecution is to make that an argument that you're there to kill people that's ridiculous but whatever. I can't well, get they're basing it on the fact that you got a 17-year-old kid who crossed state lines with an AR-15 and went to a riot. Mm. That's the basis of their case. It falls apart when you get into the actual events, 
in which he was attacked. And it's also fascinating that at this late date in proceedings, we magically find that the FBI had a drone there and it has only just produced its footage of Mm. the attack. Yeah, that was interesting that that came out the day of the trial started or whatever it was, within a day or so of the trial starting. It's like, why... Why is that just coming out now? Like, that could have helped, you know. Personally, I feel like prosecutors should be held accountable if they're going to take cases like this and try to portray somebody as a as a uh, murderer in the, where the rest of the world would say, yeah, that was pretty open-shut self-defense. But whatever. I mean, the fact that they'll, they're willing to do go the route of... Uh, you know, putting this guy on stand and on trial and rolling everybody through, charge him with a lesser charge, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, like everything you just said, maybe driving across state lines with an AR-15, was that legal for him to do? I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But even it shows their incompetence when they're uh, asking him why he didn't buy, bring a handgun, why he had to bring an AR-15. And Roy was mentioning, like, maybe it's a trial against the AR-15. And it's pretty funny because Kyle actually had to educate him on the fact that, hey, I'm under 21. I can't buy a handgun. <laughs> so it's uh, it's pretty interesting how the they didn't even understand that. Well, the other issue is they're trying to portray him as this crazed white vigilante, which is why they got dinged for trying to bring in some evidence of going to a bar months after the incident. And yet all of his victims were white. Mm, right. There he is in what you would call a target-rich environment, and the only people he shot were A, white, and B, attacking him. So that doesn't really feed into the prosecution's grand theory. Right. Oh, man, it's it's kind of scary if you think about it, uh, that, you know, if you carry a gun in defense of yourself or others, um, I, for me, I think it's a it's a testament to making sure that you have good legal protection in place, you know, through whatever the U.S. Law Shield or USCCA or one of the other nationally recognized groups that are well-funded and well-established. Because something like this could certainly make the average person a a poor person pretty quick, you know what I mean? And even if you had, yeah. You'd be bankrupt by the time you got through the arraignment and jury selection. Right. Something like this is probably hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to defend yourself against, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Or a show trial like this with all these witnesses and the intense work that you have to go into for preparation to look at all the various camera angles from various people's cell phones and our tax dollar at work, the miraculously appearing FBI drone footage Mm -hmm. that have uh, video experts make it presentable in chunks for the uh, the jury so you can present it as specific clips is your evidentiary chain right it's hideously expensive one of the uh commenters here on the on the chat says you, you know you said a they were white b they were attacking him and he says c they were convicted felons <laughs> which is true i think in all three cases and, but it's utterly irrelevant because Rittenhouse didn't know that at the right, time. Of course, yeah. It's utterly irrelevant. Yeah, I agree. And uh, the interesting thing, though, is the Grothaus guy, the one that lived, 
um, they asked him if he had his weapons permit, and he said he did. And they said, was it valid? And he said, no, it was not. <laughs> so this guy is like carrying around probably one of those mail order concealed carry badges from like the back of NRA magazine or something like that. I don't know what it was that he had, but he said it wasn't valid. Well, he may have he may have been duly licensed at one time and lost it due to subsequent criminal activity. Right. And so, but he had a copy of it with him, even though it was invalid. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're making the whole self-defense case. Like, why, why'd you have a gun with you? Oh, for self-defense. Oh, just like Kyle, huh? Okay, yeah. Thanks for making our case. But anyway. Um, well, it was interesting that the prosecutor was trying to make a big thing out of the fact that he still had the AR with him. Mm. Well, let's see. He's in the middle of a riot. Where exactly is he going to put it? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, he's it, responsible for it. The safest place for that gun was on his shoulder. I agree, hundred percent. And uh, when guys were grasping at the gun, like one of the guys he shot actually had his hands on the barrel of the gun. And uh, yeah, it's uh, what are they gonna do if they get the gun away from you? I don't think they're gonna put it in the dumpster fire that's burning up the street. But who knows? I'm sure they're going to mount it over their fireplace as self-anointed Minutemen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, one of the uh, one of the texters here on the chat line was saying uh, uh, we only have a minute left, but he says if you walk out of a store and you're basically getting stomped on the ground by three people, are you justified in drawing your weapon and shooting and defending yourself? If you, you know, obviously you're being attacked by three different people. Even if you're being attacked by one in that circumstance, if you're being stomped by somebody, you're being subjected to, uh, at the very least, aggravated assault, probably mayhem, and very possibly uh, uh, assault with intent to murder. Hmm. If they're kicking your head with boots, I'd say that was a deadly attack. Yeah, I would too. Well, thanks for your insight, Keith. I really appreciate it. And uh, as always, it's good to have you on. And uh, if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license, we have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies only and couples classes at capegunworks.com. So get signed up today and make sure you get protected. All right, we will be back after this. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Leary. Nobody thinks it will happen to them. But with over 2,000 emergency phone calls per month to our independent program attorney answered hotline, it's closer to home than you think. At U.S. Law Shield, we give you exclusive access to our 24-7, 365 emergency hotline. Not a call center, direct access to our network of independent program attorneys. With a price point of only $10.95 per month and unlimited attorney hours for criminal and civil defense, U.S. Law Shield provides you with unparalleled service and protection where it matters most. No other program comes close. We believe an educated member is an empowered member. We do this by providing educational resources featuring seasoned attorneys, firearms instructors, law enforcement, and experts in all areas. We at U.S. Law Shield believe peace of mind should come with simple and affordable protection. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. 
At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your only show about the Second Amendment here in Massachusetts and maybe even New England. I put a challenge out there for someone to point me to another show that is dedicated to the Second Amendment. But we are happy to be here and we're happy you're here. So join us every week. Go to capegunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire. You can now watch it live as it happens as we're recording the show. And you can also be notified when we're going live. You'll find us on all the usual uh, social media channels. And our handle is at Cape Gunworks. So uh, I want to thank Keith Langer for joining us. He's a phenomenal Second Amendment attorney. Hopefully you never need him, but if you do, you want him on your side. So check him out. Um, we're going to get back to some of your questions here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Davey, who was asking about um, if you could justifiably defend yourself if you got attacked as you're coming out of a store. Um, and, you know, I knew the answer to the question, but I figured we'd tap the resource of having Keith on the line. And the boot is the shod foot, as they like to call it in legalese, is definitely a deadly weapon. And so, uh, you know, if you're in fear for your life, I think the the justifiable or the fear of prosecution is secondary to going home to your family. So really, that's the threshold to any self-defense situation is if you're in fear of your life, then the fear of prosecution is a distant second, right? Like if you're worried about being killed, you're not going to sit here and go, oh, but I might get, you know, tried and, you know, put on trial for defending my life. Yeah, but the problem is if you don't defend your life, you might not go home to your family. You might not have a trial to go to to defend yourself if you're going to be carried away in a pine box. So we don't know the outcome of that attack ahead of time. We don't know if this guy is going to attack us until we're dead or if he's just going to kick us once and it's not going to kill us and it's just going to give us a mild concussion and some stitches. Okay, well, then we can weather that storm. The problem is we don't have a crystal ball. Problem is we're not um, able to see into the future of to what the intent of this scumbag is who's attacking you in the first place. So if you're in fear of grave bodily injury, harm, or death, then you absolutely have a right to defend yourself. Will you have to defend yourself legally? Maybe. Um, will you have to defend yourself civilly? Maybe. But again, that's way down the road. That's secondary to having to, you know, stay alive. So that should be your primary uh, reason for carrying a gun. And with all that being said, get training in the safe and efficient use of your firearm. Or, and or I should say, get training in non 
lethal defense. So you might want to take a, you know, a Krav Maga class or a empty hand knife stick class or some sort of class like the USCCA's uh, concealed carry and home defense class. We get into de-escalation. We get into situational awareness. We get into um, running, hiding, and fighting. We get into, uh, you know, barricade positions and uh, making sure that you're uh, not exposing yourself to, uh, you know, more harm or, or uh, you know. So avoiding conflict in the in the beginning is the best fight that you never need to get into, <laughs> if that makes sense. So the, be the only fight I want to get into is the one I avoid, right? So I don't want to get into a fight if I don't have to. And uh, yeah, so make sure you take that pepper spray class on December 4th if you want to learn some of those techniques of defending yourself with non-lethal means. And if you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Once again, CGWMA to 281-603-0066. You'll get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield from Cape Gunworks. We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby there. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. Snap Safe, featuring a pry resistant 316th inch solid steel door, 2300 degree Fahrenheit one hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. Snap Safe, a modular safe with welded safe security. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. This is Toby Leary. And join us every week on our weekly show about all things guns, Second Amendment, freedom, and self-defense. And we are glad you're here. It's been an exciting week. It's been lots of news. Um, we got the Kyle Rittenhouse trial going on. We're in the on the backside of the New York State Pistol and Rifle Association versus Bruin. And just recently, Remington has announced that they are moving. Who didn't see this coming? Raise your hand if you're surprised. <laughs> uh, yeah, Remington, the nation's oldest firearms manufacturer, is getting out of Dodge. And who can blame them? So, if you think about it, they're up in Ilion, New York, in one of the most hostile states towards gun ownership. And they do a great job employing a lot of people. Uh, they are the history of that company is amazing. They, I believe, they started making firearms back in the early 1800s. I think it's like 205 years 
is their history. I think it was uh, 1816 is when they started, and they were making percussion pistols and rifles. And more recently, they have made you know the Remington 870 shotguns, the 1100s, the 1187s. Uh, they dabbled into pistols again in like some really bad ones, but um, they they. The Remington R11, R1911 isn't so bad as far as an, uh, 1911 is concerned. But at one point in their pinnacle, they were uh, making the Remington 700 rifle that was considered by most to be a, one of the premier bolt-action hunting guns. And as well as tactical and long range, they had military contracts. They nice. had they had uh, Para Ordnance was one of their companies, which made a high-capacity 1911. Um, they had uh, one of the other groups, uh, Marlin Arms, was owned by them, and uh, that was part sold off in the breakup. And uh, but you know the bottom line is uh, companies change, and uh, if you're in a state that is really hostile to firearms ownership, like Massachusetts, which is going to lose Smith and Wesson except for a small smattering or a contingency. Um, you chase out good business. And so uh, over $100 million deal was had with um, Georgia and who rolled out the red carpet for Remington. And they're guaranteed to at least have 886, I think it is, job new jobs in that area. And I know Georgia is uh, home to a lot of 2A companies. Daniel Defense is one of them. Uh, so yeah, they're they're willing to roll out the red carpet. They know that the firearms industry, they know that the firearms industry employs thousands of people and brings in millions of dollars in revenue. And they're good people. They're good jobs. They're good uh, companies that you want in your community. So it's it's sad to see them go for the people of New York. But frankly, I think most people saw that coming. And they've talked about it in the past. I remember what was really glaringly obvious was at the height of the COVID pandemic when uh, the whole state was closed down and all firearms manufacturers and companies were closed down, gun stores, everything. And Remington actually offered to open the doors of their manufacturing capabilities to make masks, PPE, and ventilators, they would have tooled up so that they could have contributed in the recovery effort. And they were, you know, Andrew Cuomo and his award-winning press conferences went on and said how, you know, we don't have any ventilators. I've asked the president for them and we're waiting for them. And, you know, meanwhile, the president sends that mercy ship to the, to the harbor, which never got utilized. And thousands of ventilators which stayed wrapped up and then it ultimately went to the scrapyard but meanwhile Andrew Cuomo is here getting academy awards for his press conferences while he's bashing the president and also um, you know Remington offered to open up open the doors and help with that effort and they said nah you can stay closed we don't want you reaping any profits or you know benefiting in any way shape or form you're going to stay closed remington you're not going to be helping us make anything so shut the oh, doors no. and close it up and uh that's what you get so it's crazy but um 
anyway, they're gone, and another bunch of good jobs are are gone. And I know that area of New York. You know, you look at some of the areas of New York that had a rich history of um, manufacturing, like you know, and even uh, Kodak was there up in Rochester, and they employed you know a lot of people in their heyday. And it's uh, you know, it's a tired area that had at one point great manufacturing still probably does in some areas um and a rich history of ingenuity and manufacturing and product and you know but you go to some of these communities that are very tired now and they're worn down and they're people moving out in droves because of the property taxes uh i had someone who worked for me at one point that was paying a ridiculous amount of money he owned his house outright and he still paid like 30 grand a year for his house in property taxes. That's a house you can never own. Like even after you've paid it off, you have a mortgage and it's called taxes. It's ridiculous and you can't sell the house because who's going to come in and pay you any amount of money for a house that's going to cost you that much money in property taxes. It's ridiculous. And so that's what socialism does in my opinion. That's what uh, you know, big government does. It's like uh, Ronald Reagan once said, the scariest words ever uttered are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. So yeah, that's that's a scary phrase. So go for it. Um, real quick, before the end here, we have uh, a couple more questions. Um, LARP is wondering what the best first bow would be to, for hunting. And that is a little bit tough to say, but um, it depends on budget. Get as much bow as you can afford. It would be my recommended. You can have a bow for 350 bucks, or you can spend a thousand or two, 1200 bucks for a bear bow. And then by the time you put a really high quality sight, rest, quiver, sling, stabilizer, and et cetera, et cetera, you could easily be pushing two grand. Um, but I would say there's a big difference in performance of bows that are 1200 bucks from bows that are 350 or 400 bucks. So I would say get as much bows you can afford in your budget. If money's no object, I would say get like a Bowtech, uh, you know, or a Elite. Both bows have a flagship bow, uh, you know, that use a really cool technology. In the case of Bowtech, they have something called the deadlock cam, which makes tuning the bow super easy. It takes about five minutes and you don't need a bow press. And uh, Elite has something called set technology, which is very similar, that you don't need a bow press and it, tuning them are very easy. But you pay for those bows. They're like 1200 bucks, 11 or 1200 bucks for their flagship bows, premium quality bows. But they're phenomenal bows. And the technology in them is unbelievable. So that's where I would where I would go if I knew I was going to be a bow hunter for a while and uh, you know I'm really into it start there if you're just going to dabble get one of the $350-$400 bows we have them by diamond etc etc so anyway that's the first hour in the can so we appreciate you tuning in and remember the show is ending here but it goes on for another hour so tune in at capegunworks.com and click on rapid fire and you can join us on the range or hear extended uh, answers to your Second Amendment questions. Freedom will always be on the right side of history. I'm Toby Leary. Don't go away. We will be right back after this. 
God bless, and I'll see you next time. your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. This Alexander. is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex.
Welcome to Rapid Fire, your only weekly radio show about all things guns, Second Amendment, freedom, and self-defense, sponsored by Vortex Optics. Make sure you tune in each week. Go to capegunworks.com and click on Rapid Fire to be part of the conversation. You can type your question into the chat box, and you can also stream it live as we record the show. Remember to like us on all the social media platforms out there the big tech ones and the freedom oriented ones alike our handle is at cape gunworks that's at c-a-p-e-g-u-n-w-o-r-k-s and you can find us wherever you find your social media we have been banned on getter though which i'm very disappointed about i thought getter was going to be like this big freedom group less censors and so for that matter I would say Facebook is a little bit more freedom-oriented than Getter is, but I digress. Anyway, um, if you want to get your gun news, you can always you know, log in and, and follow us on all the typical channels. We give frequent updates on new guns in the shop and maybe test reviews of a gun. We haven't done one in a little while, but we'll, we'll get geared up here and get those going again. Uh, we'll always tell you about what's new and exciting. We'll try to keep you up to date with gun uh, related news and et cetera, et cetera. We also keep you up to date with events going on, like our gun makers match, which is being held November 21st. And we have the education day. If you want to become a gun maker, you can come on the 20th and learn how to put together your, uh, your kit gun or whatever else you, you might have, or you're interested in 3d printed guns or something to that effect, you can come on the 20th and learn about that. We're going to have some wonderful guests and we're going to have a lot of people on hand. We had Rob Pincus on the show last week to talk about that. And if you missed that show, make sure you go back and archive, you know, go through the archive. And you can also listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. It's at, uh, it's rapid fire, all one word. And you can find us on iTunes and all those typical podcast locations. So, We'd love to have you come to that Cape Gun uh, to the Gunmakers match. So go to CapeGunWorks.com and click on the Gunmakers banner to register. It's going to be exciting. It's going to sell out, and uh, it will be fun. So come on down and join us for that. So, all right, we're going to get to some of your questions here because I didn't get to everyone in the first hour, um, and uh, we we talked about the hunting bow before the break. Um, Stills is saying that Black Rifle Coffee has sold out. He believes they are not fully supportive of the 2A for non-veterans and also donated to the Democratic Party last year. They were not supportive of Kyle as well, Kyle Rittenhouse. I think that you're just taking the hostile talking points off whatever gun blogs you're reading that on, Stills. Honestly, I don't believe for a second that Black Rifle Coffee is in any way, shape, or form anti-gun. Uh, they are big-time supporters of the 2A. Uh, and also, I don't think they weren't supportive of Kyle, but they didn't think it was right to try to make money off that. So what happened was there was a uh, somebody who was a reseller of their coffee, basically. Um, if you click through their link you'd get a discount and that guy would get, you know, he was an affiliate marketer for them. So somebody who has a lot of following on Instagram or Facebook or whatever can become an affiliate marketer for big companies. They all do it. 
And so this guy happened to post a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse in his Black Rifle Coffee shirt. And Black Rifle Coffee immediately took it down uh, because they didn't think it was right to be uh, profiting off of a tragedy. That's something that we really hold anti-gunners to the feet to the fire about. Usually the bodies are still warm in some sort of horrible tragedy and they're already trying to lay the blame at the feet of law-abiding responsible gun owners and try to ban guns. And so we don't like it when they do that. So Black Rifle Coffee, I think my hat's off to them for actually saying, look, we're not going to profit in the face of tragedy. I don't think that was them not supporting Kyle. I don't think they were taking a stance either way, but they want one thing is they were saying, like, we don't want you to think that we're having our marketing team put this out like, hey, Kyle's got our shirt. So even Kyle Rittenhouse drinks Black Rifle coffee. So you should, too. So I think you got to be careful about jumping into the, uh, you know, the gaslighting of that company. And, yeah, they've had their name in the in the limelight quite a bit because of some of the things they've done. But I do, I do not for a minute believe that they are anti-gun um, in any way, shape or form. And I believe they do a lot of good in the community for police and fire and uh, veterans causes. Also um, the, the fact that they donated to the democratic party is, yeah, that's in, in some ways, uh, detrimental to the to the cause of you know freedom and and two a causes especially when you donate to like Kamala Harrison or whatever uh, Kamala Harris excuse me um, and the Biden campaign and if you listen to Evan Hafner's uh, reason for that is I guess he lost a bet and the loser of the bet had to give to the other side's uh, favorite charity or politician or whatever. So if he had won the bet, the guy on the other side would have had to donate to, you know, a Republican cause or whatever. But the 500 bucks that he gave Kamala Harris, I don't think is moving the needle. And um, frankly, I think it's a distraction from all the good that they do for veterans causes, police and fire, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I, I, do they sometimes, you know, step on the you-know-what? Yeah, they do. They put their feet in, foot in it, and uh, that's the way it is. Um, so, yeah, support them or not. I don't think they sold out, though, like you're thinking, but um, go figure. Now, there's they certainly leave a lot enough material out there for, for people to really challenge them on, but there you have it. And Rainer wants to know if there's a law enforcement officer who owns a SIG MCX, would that person be able to sell it through a private sale? Yes, in the irony of all ironies, the Attorney General's assault weapons ban enforcement notice, or the day that lives in infamy for those of us who are Second Amendment supporters in Massachusetts, 7-2016, when she came out and put on you know a press conference with the Boston PD and basically said that she is coming after gun stores that continue to sell uh, what she calls assault weapons and what the Massachusetts legislator ha- legislature has 
defined as assault weapons has now um uh she she was targeting specifically the sig mcx which is a gun that was used in the pulse nightclub shooting which is what caused her to you know really posture for the hope hopeful position of the attorney general and the future clinton presidency that seemed inevitable at the time um and but the irony of ironies is you can own the mcx in massachusetts but you can't own the ar-15 and she specifically named that but it is not eugene stoner's design it is a completely different gun and you can own that gun in massachusetts you might need to neuter it so the stock doesn't fold or adjust and you might have to put a muzzle brake instead of a flash hider and pin and weld it on and all that stuff but we can help you with that all right don't forget about our special pepper spray class on december 4th it's 75 bucks and it includes training device that you'll actually spray the instructor with during the class it's a great opportunity to learn about alternative self-defense options sign up at our website you're listening to rapid fire and we will be right back i'm toby leary If you crave versatility in a tactical reticle, the new ARBDC-3 delivers with a host of features you need to adapt in the field. A 1 MOA center dot provides a precise point of aim, while the surrounding 16 MOA open circle helps get your eye into the center faster for rapid target acquisition in close quarters. The ARBDC-3 also adapts to a variety of light conditions. The center dot and surrounding open circle illuminate for low-light shooting, and because the reticle is glass-etched, it can also function without any illumination. When you need to go long, the upper ranging feature allows you to range silhouette targets up to 600 yards, while the bullet drop compensator, or BDC, keeps you on target up to 650 yards. Plus, you get wind holds for 5, 10, and 15 mph winds. The ARBDC-3 is specifically tuned to the ballistic performance of most common 5.56 loads out of an AR-15. There are resources in the reticle manual for conversions to 308, and as with any BDC, information gathered from a chronograph and ballistics calculator can adapt these hash marks to any other caliber and its own unique ballistic curve. From point blank to way down range, adapt with the ARBDC-3. Hey, Toby Leary here from Cape Gunworks. Excited about the change in season. One thing that hasn't changed is the commitment to our customers. Come in, meet our friendly staff, take a class, and get your gun license. We have a 15-lane indoor range, a huge pro shop with tons of guns, ammo, archery, and accessories. Shop at capegunworks.com or tune in to Rapid Fire, our talk show about all things guns, the Second Amendment, and self-defense. Go to capegunworks.com and give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. This is Toby Leary, your host. And join us every week as we talk all things guns, Second Amendment, freedom, and self-defense. We're happy you're here, and we're happy you've held on for the second hour of Rapid Fire. Um, we're going to get to more of your questions here. And um, so before the break, I was talking about um, if a law enforcement officer had a SIG MCX, could he then transfer it to a civilian and the answer is yes but you'll have to 
you know, neuter out the evil features, quote unquote, uh, that make it an assault weapon. So that gun has a flash hider and a threaded barrel and a folding stock and a collapsible stock and all that kind of stuff. So you'll have to pin the stock, pin a muzzle brake on the on the barrel and whatnot. So we know what to do with that, and we would uh, be happy to help you with that. If you've already done the transfer, just bring it in, and we'll, we'll uh, neuter it and massify it for you um, so that it's not considered an assault weapon because we don't want you know people getting assaulted with the gun and it, it obviously would do that if it had a threaded barrel and a flash hider and a folding stock etc cetera, etc cetera. but once you pin and weld all that stuff it's good to go you don't have to worry about that gun anymore it, it's now a defensive tool so there you have it um, it's the logic of our legislators who make the laws and infringe upon our rights for a living um, what could they dream up next? I don't know, but don't give them any ideas. So, um, yeah, take it, take it in and we'll take care of it and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll happy to help you. Um, the good news is the magazine, obviously, if it's a modern magazine, it'll have to be a 10 round, but it will accept pre-ban high capacity mags and uh, then you'll be good to go. So, yeah, we'd be happy to help you out with that. And that's a gun that we actually sell at the shop anyway. So we sell them already, to, you know, massified, if you will. Um, and we just had a big batch of them come in and fill back orders. I don't think any of them hit the shelf, um, unfortunately. But that's uh, the way it works. We get a lot on order and then we'll get some in and fill the back orders. But yeah, there you go. Um, so... Uh, let's see, getting back to your questions. Uh, yeah, someone's pointing out that all of the lamestream media channels immediately called him a vigilante. And you know what? Listening to the trial, um, I think that, you know, he he was a cadet at a fire department or one of the police departments. He was issued a bulletproof vest. And... He had a medical kit on him, and he's probably been through enough training to know how to use the the stuff for basic first aid. And when somebody said that somebody needed medical attention is when he left, and he kind of ran up, and he was like, who needs medical? Who needs medical? So I think his heart was in the right place, you know, kind of a, you know, Boy Scout or whatever uh, type of thing. If you're there to help with medical provide medical attention to people who need it um in a riot i'm sure there's some people getting dinged off the heads with rocks and uh you know whatever else happens in riots or maybe and the fact that he's there to he's all obviously wants to be a firefighter or something like that and somebody sets fire to a building and he goes over with a fire extinguisher to put it out you know i love how the prosecution's trying to make that into some nefarious activity like wouldn't you normally call 911? And he's like, yeah, but after being on the street here for a few days, I don't think 911 was going to do anything. I don't think anyone was coming. They're not going to pack up the fire truck and send it down and move the police barricade to get down and save the vehicles that are burning in the parking lot or the buildings that are burning in the parking lot. And so, you know, part of me is very troubled at the fact that there's people out there defending property with guns. Then the other part of me goes, yeah, shoot, if it was your property that you worked your whole life for, 
Um, and I, you know, I felt this way about the whole uh, couple in uh, Missouri as well that um, defended their house with an AR-15 and a, and went out on the out on the steps basically when the Antifa crowd and the Black Lives Matter group were cutting through the yard. And I think that guy should have stayed in the house. And part of me says Kyle Rittenhouse shouldn't have been there in the first place. But on the other hand, are we going to sit there and let our cities burn? And are we going to let our neighbor's house burn because we don't want to do anything? We don't want to put ourselves out there. And, you know, frankly, uh, evil prevails when good people are willing to do nothing. And so if the police aren't going to do anything, if they're issued, you know, told to stand down and the fire trucks aren't going to show up, and your neighbor's house is going to burn or his business is going to burn because people are angry. Um, yeah, maybe we should come together as a community and, you know, defend defend our uh, communities. I don't want to see my community burning to the ground. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of that. But was he a vigilante? Was he out for uh, justice? Did he want to kill people? Did he was was he a racist? Was he, you know, whatever. And. Uh, Professor Claw over here put, uh, has a good point. He's basically saying it's a trial against the AR-15 because the, the prosecutor, his cross-examination of uh, Kyle is every other phrase out of his mouth is, you're AR-15, AR-15, you felt you needed an AR-15, and are you familiar with an AR-15 and how powerful the AR-15? I mean, the guy's obsessed with just talking about the AR-15. And is it the AR-15 is on trial? Is that what this is all about? Like they really want to, you know, drive the spotlight on that? It's it's an interesting time we live in, no doubt about it. Um, so uh, Mac can't come to the gunmakers match. What? We're never going to forgive you about that, Mac. You're going to have to rearrange your schedule. You're going to have to cancel the wedding. You're going to have to cancel the kid's birthday party or do whatever you got to do to get out of it and come to the gunmakers match anniversaries, christening, that vacation, cancel it all. No, we oh hope. Oh my God. Whatever you got going on, we hope it's all a worthy endeavor for you, bud. And how am I feeling after the big C? Yeah, don't give people the wrong idea. It's, it, I don't think it's the big C. We used to call that cancer. Uh, so it was nothing like that. It was the big, the new big C under the new definition of big C, the vid, you know, whatever. But, uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that I had it, uh, but I had every symptom in the book. But I'm feeling better, still get a little tired. And, uh, you know, my lawyer today was saying, so let me get this straight. So you probably only had the the energy of three men instead of five. So it's knocked you down a few notches. And I said, I don't know, if you ask my wife, she thinks I was milking a few days with the man flu, uh, you know, so... It depends who you talk to, but no, it really did take me out, but I am feeling better. And uh, LARP is saying that New York is economically dis depressed, upstate New York, and I would agree. And here goes another good company that provided a lot of good jobs. So um, Matt says, if I have a mass compliant rifle with a fixed mag that's chambered in 300 blackout, could I buy a pre-band Colt lower and use the 300 blackout barrel on it? Absolutely. You absolutely can. Um, no problem whatsoever. You can, if you have a pre-band lower, you can kind of build that gun out however you want. And if it is a virgin pre-band lower, it's never been built into a rifle. You can actually build it into a pistol. So there you have that. That's pretty cool. 
Um, oh yeah, LARP has a good question for Rainer, who was asking about the MCX Virtus. Is it a Virtus or a Rattler? Because if it is a Rattler, that means it's an SBR. That's a um, that is if it's the Rattler pistol, then you could not do the transfer. But if it's the MCX carbine or the Virtus rifle, um, then you absolutely can do the transfer like we talked about. And Bubba Gump, welcome back. How you doing? Uh, Tom wants to know if I think polymer cased ammo is in our future. And anything that lowers prices is good with me. Yes, I do think polymer cased ammo is in our future. And I don't think it'll be a day-to-day, everyday purchasing activity for a long time to come. Uh, and right now it's definitely not lowering cost. It is phenomenally more expensive than brass cased ammo. But there's a cool video out there on YouTube by one of the gun streamer channels who tests the polymer cased ammo because they got a bunch from uh, one of the companies that makes it for the military. And they tested it through a variety of firearms. And some of the cool byproducts of the gun, no pun intended, is that they will run cooler than they will with brass ammo. Brass ammo. There's less of a flame coming out the end. There's all these little like nuances that happen as a result of this polymer case instead of the brass case. So, um, but I I think it's gonna definitely eventually become more and more mainstream. Um, right now, there's a couple ca- companies making it, and one of them is. Uh, gearing it towards hunting ammo and it's phenomenally more expensive i think it's like three dollars a round uh, for hunting ammo and their shtick is it's shaving off weight in that gun that you're going to take in the back country and carry a gun around for a while and i'm thinking if you got three or four rounds in your gun to go from a brass case to a polymer case you might be shaving an ounce or two off and yeah, I guess every ounce matters, but still, that's, that's, uh, I don't think that's moving the needle enough for me to spend three bucks a round on it, but you never know. And I like cool stuff. I like, I like, uh, you know, advancement of technology and whatnot. So, um, so there you have it. Uh, getting back to the hypothetical question about somebody who's getting attacked as they leave a, uh, a storefront scooter says yes the shod foot is considered a felony and the shoe is considered a weapon and i would agree i would agree with that so all right we will be right back and the best legal protection if you want it you got to text cgwma to 281-603-0066 text cgwma to 281-603-0066 members of u.s law shield can call lawyers anytime even if it's just a compliance question. So that alone is worth signing up for. But you don't want to be left penniless in defending yourself against prosecution. So we will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Beer. Nobody thinks it will happen to them. But with over 2,000 emergency phone calls per month to our independent program attorney answered hotline, it's closer to home than you think. At U.S. Law Shield, we give you exclusive access to our 24-7, 365 emergency hotline. Not a call center, direct access to our network of independent program attorneys. 
with a price point of only $10.95 per month and unlimited attorney hours for criminal and civil defense, U.S. Law Shield provides you with unparalleled service and protection where it matters most. No other program comes close. We believe an educated member is an empowered member. We do this by providing educational resources featuring seasoned attorneys, firearms instructors, law enforcement, and experts in all areas. We at U.S. Law Shield believe peace of mind should come with simple and affordable protection. Hey, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. These days you need to be able to protect your family and yourself. At Cape Gunworks, we have self-defense training and frequent firearm certification classes. Cape Gunworks has a modern indoor range and a huge pro shop so you can get properly equipped. Get your gun license and the training you need to keep you and your loved ones safe. Go to capegunworks.com to sign up for classes, shop online, or tune into Rapid Fire. Cape Gunworks, there has never been a better time to give us a shot. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. This is your weekly show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. We've been talking a lot about self-defense today on the show. Obviously, with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial going on, um, it brings really the financial and psychological aftermath of the of the a shooting event. And you can see where Kyle broke down, recounting what happened. Uh, you know, it's very emotional, very troubling. And that's why I say the best fight you get in is the one you avoid. Um, don't get in a fight in the first place. Now, you know, obviously he was out there. And if you believe his story of the events, to, it was to help people who are injured and to put out fires and kind of keep his community from being destroyed and they said well you don't live in this community he says no but my dad does so you know he has some link to Kenosha and whatnot but at the very least it shows um, that if you find yourself defending yourself with a firearm that you will probably be prosecuted especially in the great state of Massachusetts where any issue or interaction with a gun is automatic arrest and then you basically go to court and you have to defend yourself. So that's good reason to have U.S. Law Shield or some sort of protection like that. Um, that's why I carry it, knowing that I don't want to, you know, leverage every asset that I have ever worked my butt off to get, only to be uh, have my, you know, assets liquidated to pay for uh, the inevitable that is going to happen, which is, you know, the defensive prosecution and and it doesn't matter if it's an open shut case of self-defense in, in a state like this you're probably still going to have to um, defend yourself legally and that can cost a lot of money so yeah it's not something i want to be caught up in so let's get back to some of your questions um michael's asking if the ace gen 2 rifle is mass compliant the galil ace or the so-called galil and I say that because the it is the ACE rifle made by Israeli uh, Weapons Industries, IWI. And yes, that would be mass compliant because it is not a true Galil. Um, it doesn't have interchangeable parts. It's a different design. It's different 
um, especially you look at it with the it takes the five five six instead of the seven six two by thirty nine, and the receiver's different, the bolt's different, the everything's different. So uh, for that reason, I would say it absolutely is mass compliant, um, and it's the Ace Gen two, not the Galil. It's so it's a much different gun. Obviously, it'll have to be massified as well because it does still come with a folding stock and a bayonet lug and a etc etc all the evil features so um, if there has been a neutered version of that gun you absolutely can own it in mass so do we have any leosa classes in the next few months kj wants to know and i would say yes we usually do uh, so go to capegunworks.com click on classes and you'll be able to see our schedule for the leosa classes and if you've done your time put in your uh put in your your time as a law enforcement officer, then you'll get that Leosa protection in all 50 states. And I would love to see America have some sort of national reciprocity that would recognize people's right to keep and bear arms in all 50 states. And maybe, just maybe, this New York pistol, uh, New York State Pistol and Rifle Association case will have that type of effect on us for the eight states that severely restrict our rights. And Ohio and Pennsylvania are one step closer to uh, concealed carry, I'm sorry, constitutional carry. Uh, so they've passed the hearings, the first couple of hearings, and uh, I believe they'll be voted on by their legislative body. And we'll see if their governors sign them in, if they are uh, voted on. But that's good news. Two more maybe being added to the fold that would be great and so uh ricardo's wondering if that scotus ruling on that case i was just talking about could have any effect on massachusetts gun laws um, assuming the ruling goes against new york state i believe it will i believe it'll certainly take away the discretion that uh po police officer or chief law enforcement officers have to restrict those nice those uh of us who would like to keep and bear arms. And also it should eliminate the need for um, giving a reason why you need to, or a reason to want to exercise your right. So really that's what the whole thing is on the, on the case is, you know, why do you need to say why you want to exercise your right to carry? And if it isn't as good an, of a, um, you know, reason as you think, then you can deny them. Like, give me a break. So it takes away the discretion. So hopefully that's the way it works out. So um, let's see, LARP is saying it's easier to lose an ounce or two of fat than adopt this alien technology. You're probably referring to the poly case bullets. But yeah, I would say that probably makes more sense is get your body in better fit shape than worry about the ounce or two that you're shaving off in the ammo that you're carrying in your pack and in your gun so um kj was saying he was in montana last week and it's he went into a gun dealer and he said it was like going to disneyland every rifle pistol you can imagine and ammo flowing over the shelves might be time to become a cowboy well that's good um i haven't heard that to be the case in a lot of gun stores uh, product is is certainly a problem being able to keep product in in store but when people's ship comes in it certainly looks like that 
and eventually everyone's ship will come in. It's just when. Every once in a while, I'll see one of my friends in the business get a big, you know, delivery of 10 pallets of ammo. And I'm like, what the heck did you do? You know, what strings did you have to pull? And, you know, who do you know that you had to, you know, pull in a favor from? you dirty varmint? (laughs) So, yeah, it's like... But eventually our ship comes in too and they're like, what the heck? You know, how'd you get all that ammo or what guns? You know, that's just the way it is. So your ship will come in at some point. Um, Ours has along the way. And we actually have more guns right now than I've ever had in the history of Cape Gunworks. So that's that's a good good thing for you, the consumer, coming into our busiest time of year. Um, The holiday season, Black Friday and all that. So... It's a good time to shop for a gun. I would highly recommend you get one. It's a good good time to exercise freedom. So, and we have some really cool ones. There's some great revolvers. We have some Korth Super Sport uh, ULX revolver. That is a phenomenal competition pistol. We have Nighthawk pistols, uh, the 1911 and the Agent 2 and the Chairman. We have- we have some cool modern sporting rifles, some great shotguns. We got the Barretts in the house, the M82A1, the big boy, the big 50 BMG. We got the uh, Barrett MRAD and 6.5 Creedmoor. So all kinds of cool stuff. Just come down. We got to teach Professor Claw what a Barrett MRAD does, because it doesn't sound like that. <laughs> it's the bolt action. You got? Do you have one for a bolt action? No? He's shaking his head. Oh, you got to get one of those. All right. Um, That's a pump, but closer than, yeah. Plenty of pumps on hand. Uh, Brian's saying he's coming to the intro to pistol handling class next week. He doesn't have a gun yet, but he should. uh, But should I come in early to rent the gun and get ammo? Yes. If you're going to do that class and you don't have a gun, you're going to want to come in a little early. We'll rent you one, and uh, yeah, you'll be able to take advantage of that speaking of renting guns for classes uh we have in january the week before shot show we have don edwards from green line tactical coming out to do a three days of classes a low light class and a red dot pistol class so those are going to be awesome classes advanced classes ones not to miss and the one day Low light classes on Friday, and then we got two days, a Saturday and Sunday of the red dot pistol class. So I took his red dot pistol class, a truncated version of it, and it was phenomenal. You're not going to want to miss these two classes. We also have some cool classes with Ben DeWalt coming up, a one-day medical class that's going to be the most in-depth class we've ever done, and it's going to be awesome. So there's plenty of opportunity to take classes. Not to mention that pepper spray class on December 4th, which is going to be great. That's going to be a cool interactive class. Let's leave it at that. I'll pique your interest by saying it is an interactive pepper spray class. Nice. Yeah, you'll have to come and find out what that means. Uh, You won't need a gas mask, I promise. You won't need goggles and a gas mask. Um, Anyway, it's going to be a great class (laughs) for less than lethal stuff. So we got tons of stuff going on. But um, talk about tons of stuff going on. That is uh, one of the things is uh, in Canada, 
our neighbors to the north, who elect who like to elect socialist tyrants like Justin Trudeau, whose six month amnesty period is coming to a close. So the assault weapons ban that he unanimously announced all unilaterally announced after some uh I think it was after the New Zealand massacre. Uh, he immediately just came out and listed 1,500 guns that were immediately banned. And he just unilaterally did it. Said, yep, we're just banning these guns, period. So there's uh, a, an amnesty period for those who've owned these guns. That, Why? To get rid of them or dispose of them or uh, surrender them to a gun buyback program, quote unquote, before the expiration of the amnesty period. Um, so imagine living in this uh, country where you've exercised your right to keep and bear arms, which is acknowledged in our constitution as a God-given right, the freedom of self-defense and the ability to defend yourself is a God-given right. And arms are the best way of doing that. But you've you've exercised that right for a long time. And now all of a sudden, your, your prime minister just unilaterally announces you no longer have that right. You're just going to have to surrender these guns. And you're going to have to, you know, we'll buy them back, blah, blah, blah. Thank you for that. Uh, so six months away from the amnesty deadline of April 30th, 2022, a blink of an eye, given the speed of government operations, gun owners and firearm businesses are left to speculate about the operation of the confiscation and grandfathering options, compensation, and pretty much anything else related to the implementation of this gun ban. So there's a lot of questions to be asked. That was from Ammo Land's website, by the way. That was uh, posted by NRA HQ. Um, so it's, it's just, you know, unsettling to think that obviously if Biden had the power that Trudeau had, do you think we'd have a right to keep him bare arms still? I guarantee it would not. We, we would not. Um, but, and I'm sure he's frustrated in that because he acts like the tyrant to, that wants to do away with guns. And we'll talk a little bit about that on the other side. There's an interesting article that dropped about the Hunter Biden laptop um, and how how many times in that laptop Joe Biden has really cast his aspersions of against the Second Amendment and at one point even says that it's being interpreted wrong. It's being totally interpreted wrong. It's like, what are you talking about? No, it isn't. It's being interpreted wrong by comp by organizations like the ATF, et cetera, et cetera if you really want to get into the nuance of it. And it's being interpreted wrong by every legislator who's ever voted for gun control. But if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license, you got to come to Cape Gunworks and get your LTC class done. We have regularly scheduled classes, including ladies night, ladies only, and couples classes. So go to capegunworks.com and click on classes. All right, this is Rapid Fire, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe 
built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. This is Toby Leary, and I'm your host of the only 2A radio show in New England. So uh, unless you can show me one otherwise, we are dedicated to the cause of Second Amendment rights and responsible gun ownership in America. And we know that so many of our listeners here are responsible gun owners. And even if you're not a responsible gun owner, if you're just sympathetic to the cause, but maybe you don't own a gun, there's a lot of people like that too. So even though like only a third of the country owns a gun, I would say that there's equally another third of the country that is sympathetic to the 2A cause. And if they they want their rights intact so that if they ever do want to purchase a gun, they can. And uh, I would say then there's another third that is hard opposed to it or some form of gun control in some way shape or form so you know not everybody who is pro-gun is pro 2a the way that you know everybody else is there's a lot of nuance within the uh within the industry and i spoke to a guy who i consider a friend and he's a very left-leaning uh person who loves guns and it was pretty funny because he goes I love my AR-15, but I don't want anyone else to be able to have one. That scares the heck out of me. And so I said, well, thank you for at least being intellectually honest and not only intellectually, but, you know, verbalizing your honesty. But frankly, the ra- the the whole reason you like your gun is the reason the rest of us like our guns. So um, that's the way it the way it works. So. Yeah, it's one of those things. Um, We had one guy, uh, Mark, inquiring today about an M82A1, a Barrett M82A1. He's wondering if he's able to purchase that living in Massachusetts. Um, And we wrote back promptly that, yes, and not only can you purchase it, but we have one in stock. So come on down. We would love to show it to you. So... um, 
yeah, but getting, uh, again, all over the map today with Rittenhouse and SCOTUS and, uh, you know, the uh, Justin Trudeau and all that. But before the break, I alluded to uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. And a lot of the copies of that hard drive have started to leak out to a lot of different news agencies. And the amazing thing about it is the mainstream media has, you know, originally right before the election last year said, oh, this is another Russia, you know, collusion, you know, Russia, Russia, Russia thing, uh, meaning the, the laptop was a plant by Russia. Well, guess what? They've all gone silent. And that's not true. And they know it. And they know that the the fact of the matter is that it actually was Hunter Biden's laptop. And so now that they've broke down and dug into this quite a bit, I know that a lot of it is horrific. But some of the other stuff that um, has come out as a result is that uh, Joe Biden is talked about a lot in it as far as, uh, you know, his comments about the second amendment and they've even you know unearthed some of the tweets of you know enough is enough and you know they're all boilerplate stuff um after a after a tragedy the they love to exploit the tragedy um and exploit those who have been killed by violence by criminal elements in america and uh so all of that is kind of par for the course, and you see it all the time with anti-gun politicians. But um, he also has some uh, more in-depth stuff on there that uh, is, uh, I guess it's 164, they call them Biden bulletins, uh, where he talks about guns and how we have to ban guns and blah, 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 and that the Second Amendment is being uh, interpreted wrongly etc etc so yeah it's uh more of the same but you know i think if you knew joe biden before this election you knew that he was anti-gun and always has been so takes credit for the 94 assault weapons ban that we still live with here in massachusetts oh my gosh i digress all right take a private lesson get one-on-one instruction tailored to you we have lessons for pistol rifle and shotgun booker test out different guns Book them now at capegunworks.com. Click on Privates. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Don't go anywhere. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. Federal delivers a knockout punch with the leading defensive ammo on the market. Federal punch hollow points are accurate and reliable in all defensive situations. When you need reliability designed to provide a balanced mix of effective penetration and expansion, you need punch defensive ammunition from Federal, the leader in nickel-plated brass ammo with a sealed primer to deliver reliable feeding and ignition. Get Federal Punch defensive hollow point ammunition here at Cape Gunworks. SnapSafe, featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security.
welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and join us every week. Go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire. You can now watch live on the website, and you can get signed up to be alerted so that you can be a part of the show. Every time we record the show, you'll be notified when we go live, and you can have your voice be heard. Speaking of being heard, uh, join us every Tuesday from 2.05 to about 2.45 on Grace Curley's show uh, for 2A Tuesday. And you can listen to the archives of her show as well if you missed it. Um, on Northeast Shooters, there's actually a blog uh, in the Northeast that follows along with the the questions on the show. And there's a guy who does a phenomenal job of uh, breaking down the questions that we get on the show and archiving them and kind of putting them out there and then a link to her uh, website where you can listen to the show and the archive of the show, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, my hat's off to those guys who are really shining the light of freedom and the Second Amendment to to the world. Yeah, a little bit of it's preaching to the choir, but um, honestly, the more people who do that, it'll drive the algorithms to people who will find it. And so uh, along those lines, Friday... Um, this Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. I will be filling in for the man, the myth, the legend, Howie Carr himself. So I'll be doing that final hour of the Howie Carr show. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be awesome. And if you haven't heard us on the Howie Carr show yet, come on down and listen. So be happy to have you join us and make sure you call. And, and uh, yeah, we'll... We'll, we'll take your call, but it's you think this is the fastest hour in radio. When I'm on Howie Carr, it goes by in about what feels like 10 minutes, so um, it is unbelievable. All right, let's get back to some of your questions. Oh, yeah, Joe Biden's uh, right. The Second Amendment isn't being interpreted the wrong way. Uh, yeah, it's it depends which way you look at it. If you don't want the Second Amendment then you feel it is being interpreted the wrong way. If you do want the Second Amendment, then you feel it's being interpreted the wrong way in places like Massachusetts and New York State and Maryland and New Jersey and California. Um, yeah, there you have it. Uh, which gun would I recommend that you rent for the class? Brian wants to know. I would recommend a full-size striker-fired pistol, so probably like a... Smith & Wesson M&P or a SIG uh, 320, something to that effect, even the Springfield XD, something like that. But the Smith & Wesson M&P is probably one of the most popular uh, rental guns we have for classes. Um, we even have a Glock 17 you could rent, a HK VP9 you could rent for the class. Um, so, But I would say get a full-size striker-fired gun. Um, can I buy a regular Smith & Wesson 15 Sport in mass, have the stock pinned and muzzle-welded, and then just buy pre-band mags? Uh, unfortunately not, Scootered, because that is an uh, AR-15. And as much as I think you have the right to buy one, where the Attorney General has laid the enforcement of her edict from 72016, um basically saying that any gun store who sells them will be subject to a $10,000 fine and uh, they will basically fund their own prosecution. And yeah, so because she was left 
unchallenged and largely supported by law enforcement and the governor didn't do anything about it and the legislature didn't say hey stay in your lane that's our job uh she basically expanded the definition of the assault weapons ban to include clones or duplicates and that was never the intention of the 94 assault weapons ban that joe biden claims to have authored and we'll take him at his word as far as how anti-gun he is but the bottom line is um it was never interpreted that way in the 10 years it was the law of the land in all 50 states never once did anyone come out and say well wait a minute this is a clone or a duplicate that has interchangeability with the gun that has all these evil assault weapon features uh and therefore you can't buy them nope and nobody even questioned the fact that they manufacturers just changed the way that they manufactured the guns and that was all of a sudden accepted practice it was standard practice and after 10 years of living under that tyranny the country let that bill sunset much to the anti-gunners chagrin and then I think Massachusetts saw the writing on the wall and made it permanent in 1998. So it expired in 2004. Massachusetts made it permanent in 98. And so now we still live under that tyranny. And it has been expanded upon to the point where it's not even recognizable of what it was from 94 to 2004. So when I point that out to people, especially people who aren't sympathetic to the Second Amendment causes, they're like, well, why are you mixing apples and oranges? Massachusetts is different than the rest of the country. I said, because Massachusetts adopted the federal law as the law of the land here. So if it wasn't for that, if they had just banned semi-automatics or banned uh, you know, detachable magazines that have pistol grips and they're semi-automatic, then we wouldn't be able to buy Tavors and Mini-14s and MCXs and uh, Robinson Armament XCRLs. And speaking of which, we have some coming in next week. So you're going to want to get on the list if you want a Robinson Armament XCRL. Those are sweet. But anyway, uh, this was all a result of Scooter's uh, comment about the Smith & Wesson M&P 15 Sport, which is, in fact, an AR-15. It is Eugene Stoner's design, and it is, in fact, an AR-15. So you can't just merely neuter it and go to the store and buy it. But if you have one, um, you you know, you just got to make sure it's compliant. And uh, so, but the Attorney General said, it doesn't matter if manufacturers say it's compliant. What matters is this definition of compliant. And she gave a, pseudo, a, a similar test, similarity test, and a, um, and a uh, interchangeability test. So those are, and they're still very broad and, and undefined. So like things like Magwell and uh, Bolt, you know, it's like... <laughs> All guns have a bolt, and do they all have extractors? Do they have uh, firing pins? Do they? Yes, they do. So uh, part of the good that came out of the lawsuit we were a part of 
is the fact that she had to list some of the guns that we can sell on the website because her frequently asked questions page is so bogus. It says um, that manufacturers don't know what guns can be sold, so you can't rely on them to tell you what guns are mass compliant. And then it, like two or three questions later, says, how do I know what gun is mass compliant? They're like, oh, go see your dealer and they'll tell you. It's like, what the heck? So intentionally vague, intentionally, uh, in in my opinion, it's entrapment. And uh, yeah, they just want to jam some people up. That's the way it is. And PS says a well-regulated militia is the U- United States military, and they are the ones who need to be well-regulated by the people. But the right of the people of the people shall not be infringed. Right, yeah, I mean, the well-regulated militia at the time of the writing was the people who will stand up for the Constitution, will make themselves ready. Uh, anyway, uh, Robert says, when we'll be able to vote and get a new AG, that'd be nice. Can the assault weapon be changed in any other way? I hope so, but you never know. All right, well, thank you guys for tuning in. And remember, the show's ending here, but you can always tune in to capegunworks.com. Click on Rapid Fire, listen to the archive, and listen to any shows you miss. Share them with your friends. Put on a good fight and uh, be a responsible gun owner in the community. And together, we can be great advocates for the Second Amendment. And as Americans, we can overcome anything. So God bless. God bless America. God bless you guys. And we'll see you next week. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Tony Lee.